0: I want winners. I want people that want to win. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You got to put your money where your mouth is, Pete. It's not gambling advice. It's Friday afternoon. Welcome to Not Gambling Advice, sponsored by Picks. Use code JustBaseball baseball or code just gridiron when you download for a full deposit match. It's week four, NFL. We got our three best bets. I'm joined by Jack Settleman, who went three and zero last week. We had to bring him back on. We got to keep the momentum rolling, and we're joined by a new guest this week, JJ, aka Taking the Points. You can find him on TikTok. You can find him on Twitter. All of their social links will be linked below. JJ, we'll start with you because I know Jack's pretty happy after dominating week three. How was your week three and how has the NFL season been going for you so far?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's going pretty well. I mean, uh, last week I did get kicked in the balls a little bit on the Jaguars under. Um, Justin Herbert turns the ball over twice in his own territory, which we never see. Uh, you know, the overhit by like five points. And just because of that, that's the reason why I'm kicking myself in the ass right now. But other than that, I did pretty good at the one o'clock games, but that one just set me back because I had a lot more money on that one than the other ones.
0: How about the whole season so far? Has it been good? Has it been bad? What What have you noticed? Like, how are you feeling?
2: I mean, it's a lot of dogs have been hitting a lot. The dogs have been barking uh, a lot of covers. Uh, I've been backdoored a couple of times. I haven't been on the right side of a backdoor yet. Unfortunately, uh, hopefully I can be given the back door here soon. Uh, but you know, I mean, it's been a good season though. So far, I, I capitalize a lot in week two and, uh, uh, week two of the season. So, uh, hopefully we can come through this week and, and give some winners out.
0: And Jack, feel free to brag. You're coming on your three and zero on not gambling advice. How you doing? How you feeling? More about importantly. Sport? more importantly i had the vision i don't know
1: what got into me but i was team t higgins last night and i thought he might get the first touchdown too but then he got hurt right as they entered the red zone so Mixon ended up running in and then i just kept hitting it live i don't know why i just thought byron you know byron jones is out and so x is on uh jamar chase i was like t higgins against this dolphin secondary should be and he ate and he ate 60 yard touchdown so that i'm feeling great about starting to see the board a little better, but what I really realized was. Like you're asking JJ how his season has been going, it seems like he has unit discipline he's got good like he, he bet a little bit more on the Jags under but like he's pretty consistent week to week, what I realized is like. Week one, I might bet 100 bucks. Week two, 1000 Week three, 200 I am all over the place. Uh, so hopefully, so for me, it doesn't matter if I go 3-0 and last week because I had eight times as much money on random touchdown prop parlays. So that's kind of, you know, it's a little introspective, but season's
0: been good. So we're catching Jack on a heater. We're catching JJ on a bounce back. And I'm 20 and eight to start the season. This feels (laughs) like a nine and 0 slate from the gentleman here. That's Um, good energy right there. It's great energy. We're going to keep it rolling. Um, Just like we do every single week. We all have our three best bets. And then at the end, we'll do some prop talk again, sponsored by prize picks. Make sure you use that code in order to play these props on prize picks. JJ, you're new. I want to start with you and your first, and then we'll go around the horn. What is your favorite pick of the week?
2: Uh, One of my favorite plays is the Atlanta Falcons plus one and a half against the Browns. I think this is a good spot Oh no, Jack is <laughs> quinching right now. We're we not on a good start, Jack. We're we not are we not doing good right now. It's going to be
1: tough to go 9 and 0 when we're on opposite <laughs> sides of a lot.
2: I mean, you know, I mean Atlanta, they play teams pretty tight. I mean, they almost beat the New Orleans Saints week 1. They lost by a last second field goal from 60 yards or whatever it was. Uh week 2 they got smashed in pretty good, but they came back from being behind down 25 or whatever it was to the Rams. They shot they show fight and they went into the 12th man in Seattle and ended up uh winning that game. So Cleveland, you know, I felt like Cleveland would kind of end that Deshaunless era about right around 500 or so. And this is a game where I feel like Atlanta can steal um, from the Cleveland Browns. With well, with how well they've been playing lately, Drake London looks good. Kyle Pitts coming into fruition a little bit. Uh, Cordell Patterson, one of the best uh, goal uh, uh, touchdown scorers in the league. I think he's number two right now. Uh, so I mean, I like this team right now, and I think they actually get this win if they can limit Chubb and Kareem Hunt, so give me the Falcons.
0: The Falcons have been pretty sneaky in terms of covering the spread. I think they're one of the few teams that is and 3-0 ATS, but historically, teams that are 3-0 at the spread in or against the spread in week four don't often go 4-0. Jack, you grimaced. You're on the Browns. Tell us why, because I'm so in between on this game right now personally, I lean the Browns. I think the Browns are a better football team than the Falcons are, but the Falcons have been so sneaky, disgusting that this game is just throwing me out of whack. I'm not convinced, but convince me that the Browns is the right side.
1: Well, I think one of the conversations we had last week was it was a stay away from me. You liked Atlanta. I said, if I had to pick it, I would go Seattle because neither of those teams was good. The difference in this one though dude atlanta is fun like Pitts, people want him to be fun although he's kind of struggled to start and drake london's been awesome mariota's great quarter like they are fun they're not matt ryan atlanta falcons that team was boring this team is fun but they stink like they are terrible don't get it twisted like they beat seattle seattle stinks they barely lost to new orleans yes that's fine. New Orleans stinks. The Rams actually are not looking great to start the season, and they were getting pummeled by them before coming back. I think it's the same type of game that will stifle Atlanta. It's a really strong defense. Garrett will be out, I assume. Uh, They they are missing a couple pieces, but brissett has been good. Like Brissett will be the best quarterback in the game, and I just don't see them stopping the run. So I think it's one of those where... We take a step back and we realize, OK, Atlanta has been fun to start the year, but they just got flat out beat because they're the worst team here. So I'm comfortable laying the minus one half. And I don't think like there's no line movement for me that makes me think that the sharps are either way. It seems like it's stuck. Correct me if I'm wrong, JJ.
2: No, no, it's I mean, it's right where it is. I mean, it hasn't moved at all. Um, No, but I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, I wasn't I wasn't thinking about that. I'm just thinking about Jacoby percent, how you say that he's like the better. <laughs> he's a good quarterback but typically I no, no no
1: no no. he's a terrible quarterback but but this season he has been I don't even good think he's and terrible. efficient
2: i don't think he's terrible i think he's, he's, I think he's a good game manager yes he's been very efficient who who are they I, I i can't remember i know he beat i know he beat mitch trubisky he played against yeah. joe flacco lost against joe flacco i and can't they, remember they beat baker they beat mayfield no
1: they look don't get it twisted it's not like he's dicing the best defenses in the league but my point is atlanta isn't that either so I think he'll fair fine. But I really think Chubb goes just crazy on Sunday, and, and they dominate. I
2: just I just look at, too, the two-quarterback situation. I think Jacoby Brissett is better than the three quarterbacks this season so far uh, that he played against, right? But Marcus Mariota, I think he's got him edged out just a bit. I usually like to 10 going with a better quarterback. Um, that kind of helped my decision a little bit, too. That run game's great, don't get me wrong. Um, and LA's defense is bad, but if they can limit the run, I, I don't know, man. I think uh, – we will see something different. But
0: I like who knows? I well, like we're it. already off to a good start because <laughs> yeah, one of super. us is going one and oh and the other one's going 0 and 1. So we're gonna see maybe it maybe it results in a tie and they just kind of give you both your money back. And but it, it's a game that I just it's so tough to gauge. I would lean Cleveland, but again, not enough to really bet it. Um, but the game that I definitely will be betting in. Easily one of my favorite picks, like of the year so far in the NFL, is this under in Packers versus Patriots. Mm. We've seen this game before. We've seen this game before. Belichick goes into Lambeau. He runs the hell out of the ball. He keeps the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands. But on the same side, Bill Belichick, as a dog of this much or more, I think he's been a dog of around 10 four times covered every single time. So I would lean the Patriots in this matchup, but I'd rather take the safer bet because especially when we don't know, I assume Mac Jones isn't going to play because of that high ankle high ankle sprain Aaron Rodgers, They're just going to run the ball too, especially when they get these type of opponents, they hand it off to AJ Dillon. They hand it off. And they say, you know what, we don't need to beat you through the air because we're just going to beat you through the run. But the way the Patriots can at least keep this game close is that the rush defense for the Packers has not been very strong. They rank towards the bottom this season. So I think the Pats will be able to at least not dominate time of possession, but at least keep the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands enough for this to go way under the total. It was at 42, dropped down to 41. Now it's at 40 and a half. I've even seen some 39 and a halves. I would take this down. Like I would tease it down and then take the under. Like that's how confident I am in this under. I I think this game finishes around 20 to 13. It's an ugly game. I wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots score one time. Their weapons are terrible. This feels like a, this game is going to suck but I'm at least going to make some money off it and I'm going to take the under in this matchup. What do you guys think?
2: Uh, I mean, yeah, I can't agree with you more. I mean, I think it's going to be one of those games that I don't really pay attention to much and follow it on my score mobile app. Exactly. I'm not going to be paying attention to it because there's better games on at four. Um, I I think I I do like, this is the thing I saw, I, I saw about that game. Uh, We thought that Bailey Zappi was going to be the starting quarterback, and once it was Brian Hoyer that was announced, the spread went from 10.5 to 9.5, so Vegas actually respected the quarterback change from Zappi to Brian Hoyer, Um, but yeah, still non-existent offenses, I mean, mean, the Packers really haven't had anything going on offense either, besides uh, that one game against Chicago, so I mean, I like that play.
0: Yeah, I I just, I totally agree with you. Like the Packers, you see Aaron Rodgers and you want to bet the over, you see a really, really low total. Like we just saw this happen between them and Tampa Bay. And what couldn't the Packers do? Score. They haven't been able to score unless you give them the Bears at Lambeau, where historically I think they're 740-0 against the spread. Like everybody expected the Packers to score in that game. They haven't really. I do, the only good part about this Patriots team is their defense. They got kind of, sawed off by Lamar Jackson but everybody's getting sought off by Lamar Jackson I was the guy who was on the pats last week and you were on the Ravens Jack and the Ravens hit because the pats suck that much but it's not really due to the defense like they kind of got chewed around by a running quarterback last time I checked Brian Hoyer ain't going to be running anywhere he's going to be giving it to the running backs and the time it's just going to soak up the clock we might see the least amount of plays happen we might not see any points in the fourth quarter if the Packers go up and they just run the ball run the ball run the ball I'm really liking this under, Jack. How, how is it landing with you?
1: I'm just – you use the historical trends of Belichick as an underdog. How many of those are with Tom Brady? I actually don't know how many. When would they have ever been double-digit underdogs? So it must only have been with the reserve quarterback. It's, it's pretty recent, assume.
0: yeah. It, it's, it's reserve quarterbacks, yeah. I mean, when is Tom Brady a 10-point dog? I think it – I looked. It's happened four times. They covered every time. So I think the Patriots are a good play here. But, like, they suck. Yeah, and it's at Lambeau, and I don't think they're going to score, so I thought to myself, why lean pats, but why do I lean pats, because they're going to take time off the clock, under, love it.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of respect to Belichick, I just, uh, I don't know, I'm I'm still so-so on what is Bill Belichick at this state of time, and same with Greg Popovich in basketball, like, Five, ten years ago in the middle of the dynasties, they were at the top of their game. And a little bit feels like they're kind of past their time and they know it. And I just like Aaron Rogers, this is so weird, but like this is how I now handicap games. He's a weirdo, Rogers. And he might try and like punish Belichick for all the years of keep it. I don't know. Like who knows at this point. And could I see him trying to get the offense right? It, it scares me a little that they let up 37 to the Ravens, even though the Ravens are scoring a ton, but a lot of people in New England are actually pretty bullish on this team overall. And like you said, offensively, they got nothing with Brian Hoyer defensively though. Like they did get after Lamar. They just let up a bunch of big plays from him. So I like it. I wouldn't bet it under 40. Like you said, the 42, the opener, that's a cash hit. If you want to tease it, I wouldn't suggest teasing it under. But if you wanted to, that number makes more sense to me. Once it gets to 39, I, I just stay away. What number did you get it at?
0: I got it at 40 and a half. It's still widely available at 40 and a half. I like it at 49. I would take it at 39 and a half. I, I just mm-hmm. I see this game ending in the 30 to 35 range, and I don't see but you the said, scoring. you
1: said what, uh, 2013 or something around there
0: yeah like 20 i uh, like yeah like 20 to 13 type of game or the even...
1: anxiety of uh being a backdoor cover away like jj said he he hasn't had one go his way yet so
0: even a backdoor cover let's say 20 to 13 that's 33 points even another yeah. touchdown that's 40 right so it'd still go under the 40 and a half. So I'm, I'm hoping I, I do really like it in this spot though. Like I even think it could go under 20 to 13. Like I, I even think that's being a little generous to these offenses to the right now. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, especially generous to the Patriots. So JJ, what's your next favorite pick?
2: Uh, I'm looking at another divisional game. Well, whatever. It's going to be the uh, Titans and Colts. Um, I like the Titans or I like the Colts here minus three and a half. Uh, It was at three. Uh, I wanted to get it early, but I was kind of too late on that one. Um, You know, they got a really good win last week against the Chiefs, and they're going to start building off of that. I look at, like, preseason – you know, bets too, to see where they can get that mark. Because no matter what, Vegas gets things close. We see it in spreads and totals all the time. They're going to get close to the win total. They're going to get close to the divisional title. I mean, the Colts were favored to win the division. They're minus 135 when it closed to win their division. Um, Their win total was over nine and a half, minus like 145. So it's going to come right around in there. In order to get there, they're going to have to do this against the Titans at home. Um, You know, right now they have had a slow start, but um, I think their defense has really come together let's not forget they didn't give up many points against the chiefs and the chiefs have a great offense at the end of the day i mean matt ryan turned the ball over twice in his own territory and that's where 10 points came from so in reality they really held the chiefs to seven points to my to my knowledge um they did miss that uh field goal uh botched you know fake or whatever it was towards the end of the game uh, because they had a backup kicker in but uh, they still hold him to seven. So uh, with that being said, I, I really think that the Colts could win this game by double digits. Personally, for me, I'm actually taking them up to minus seven, minus six and a half too, uh, to cover by, you know, that that big of a spread. But um, I like Matt Ryan here to finally get things together and get the offense going with Alec Pierce finally back in the lineup. He had that was his first game last week. He had a, a big play. Uh, Michael Pittman, he's, you know, going to be that guy. Uh, so I, I think Jonathan Taylor's gonna have a big game, too. So let's let's go with the Colts.
0: I've even seen it at four at some places. That line is starting to creep up, and I think you're on the right side, JJ. I mean, more of the money, more of the tickets. They are on the Titans. People believe in this Titans team, and I just simply do not. They were one of my favorite win total under teams this season. I I know I respect Frable, but Derrick Henry looks about as least efficient as you can possibly get as a star running back. I don't think that they really have the weapons there, and if you don't have tons of weapons for Tannehill, he ends up looking like a below-average quarterback, and I don't think that the defense is that good, but I'm also bullish on the Colts. I think this Colts team is better than what they've showed in the first couple of weeks. I think they really showed their true colors last week against the Chiefs. That was a letdown spot for the Chiefs. I think I saw you were on Colts' money line, which is a great play there. Um, this feels like another one of those games where it's going to be in-division. Maybe look at the under. If you look at division unders like that with the Colts dominating time of possession with Jonathan Taylor, that could be another really good play there too. But I would lean to the same side that you're on, JJ. Jack, what do you think about Colts versus Titans?
1: Yeah, I I like that play. I'm out on the Titans. It was more of a fade spot against the Raiders last week. Fade McDaniels. That's really what it is. McDaniels at a head coach is is not pretty. Uh, But you said the under real quick. This happens to be every single year and it's about midway through the second quarter and the Colts and Titans are playing. And you would think Taylor and Henry, games going under, divisional matchup, and the two teams score like 48 points each. It happens every year. And I'm like, it's this one random AFC South game. I have no clue why. So that might be one where I might just fire on like six same game touchdown scores and hope for fireworks but i think that that helps the colts cause cuz a 4 point spread in a non-tight divisional game is is way less points. so i like the colts this week maybe in a money line as opposed to a minus 4 but that could be a topic we discuss later this this you know winning outright as opposed to cover or just like not the points not mattering. that seems to be the new trend in gambling twitter and tiktok is like 10 games have mattered uh, all season.
0: Yeah, that's a, it's a really good chart. Tra- I, I saw something. It was like, uh, you know, a couple of people came out with videos that, you know, the spread didn't matter in 41 of 47 games or something. So if you like the favorite, take the favorite to cover. If you like the dog, take the dog to win outright or at least sprinkle. But then again, that is due to normalize. That is not something that is just going to continue to happen. It's not something that if you like a dog this week, you just automatically take the money line. Like you have to play your spots here because it's not perfect. There have been a couple of letdown spots, which almost seem that have kind of helped that, for example, like dolphins against the bills, you know, Colts against the chiefs. A lot of those games have ended up with the dog winning outright, but More often than not, I would say that that will normalize and we won't see that as much. So I think, but in this particular case of Colts versus Titans, I think three and a half, if you can grab it at three and a half, I think that's good 4 I'd still take it. I I do think that this could be a touchdown game because the Colts are just straight up better than the Titans and they're at home and the public is on the Titans. Give me the Colts, JJ. I think that's a great pick. Jack, what's your second pick?
1: We're going back to New York slash New Jersey and this is my favorite play i love the giants on sunday but because the game might end two to zero given that i don't know if either team crosses midfield i will i'll parlay the giants with the chargers i don't think that this is a trap spot it's another i told you last week peter that my strategy this year bet on the good football teams Now, would I call the Giants a good football team? No, but I would call the Bears an awful football team. Their defense could be disruptive. Like, could I see Roquan Smith strip sacking Daniel Jones turning the game on its head? Absolutely. But if that doesn't happen, the Bears stink. Like, don't get it twisted just because they beat Houston. So I love a parlay. Houston money, or sorry, Chargers money line and Giants money line. It should pay plus money. I think they're laying three and five, uh, the two squads. So that's my second pick.
0: We're going to be on opposite sides again. Mm. You're taking the money line of someone? I'm thinking the Bears money line. Oh, but no. what I'm going to take is the plus three with the Bears. This is, I guess, what you would classify as like a sandwich spot. Like you guys have heard of that kind of term in, in gambling. It's, a, it's kind of a sandwich game here for the Giants because they're due to go to London. Um, I just don't think that the Giants are any good, dude. Like, I no, think the Giants, not. I think the Giants and the Bears, this is about as even as it gets. And I don't give the Giants a ton of home field event. I think everybody knows at this point that Justin Fields can't throw and that he has the least <laughs> amount of passing yards in the world and that David Montgomery is out like the Giants should kill them and everybody thinks so. But I don't. I think Khalil Herbert is is a step away from David Montgomery as the backup running back. I think the Giants or I think the Bears can at least keep this game close. We've also seen some interesting line movement. While the public is currently on the Giants, we've seen that three and a half go to three. And I was gonna I was waiting because I thought that that Giants all the money coming in on the Giants would then move the that line to four. But instead, it went to three, and that to me was a telltale sign is. I feel like this game could be as close as possible, and I'm getting the three. It's one of those weeks where it's like, yeah, it could end pushing, but I think the Giants really win outright. Like that is my second favorite play. This just feels like a letdown spot here for the Giants. Um, I watched that Giants team. I was on the Giants against the Cowboys. And I watched one of the worst performances against, in my opinion, of not very good Cowboys team. And like, well,
1: that's, that's where I'd counter, because I I think Dallas's front seven is super strong. And so is Chicago's, which is why I'm not saying that the Giants are going to score 40 points against the bears, but the bears offense is anemic. And the reason that they scored multiple touchdowns last week is because they were playing the worst team in all of football. That is the worst Houston is the worst defense in football I don't care what anyone else says. And yes, their sandwich spot, Monday night, short week, home field. I agree. I was there. It's not that the Cowboys essentially took over their stadium. But the next two for the Giants is Green Bay and London and then the Ravens. And I think that there might be a little bit sense of urgency. Okay. If we lose this one, then it's free fall. We started two and oh and then we're two and four. So I, I think that they and that's why I agree. Like the game could literally finish two to zero fields could run out the back of the end zone, you know, as a starting quarterback. And I, I pair the chargers with it.
0: So I think, I think we're just kind of on different wavelengths here. Cause what you said, I think is very important that they have green Bay in London. I feel like in my mind, the way I was viewing it was why I think it's a sandwich spot is because they're going to look past the bears realize that just, no, I think fields they already
1: submit. I think they've already mentally taken the next two weeks off and this is their one game. Like I that's how I think of it as not a fan of the Giants, but that's how I would imagine. Like they're like, we can't beat the Packers or the Ravens.
0: See, if if I'm Brian Dable and the Giants, you're two and or two and one or whatever they are they have all the confidence in the world that they can beat any team in football now, especially that's what seems like the vibe. So in my head, I see them overlooking <laughs> the bears, the lowly bears, and then focusing on the Packers in that London game, especially off that short week. JJ, we're both kind of bears giants. We're confused, <laughs> but give us, give us what your read is on this game. Like, am I an idiot for betting on the bears? Like the lowly ah. bears or is this a great trap spot where the Bears can win outright?
2: I, I think both teams are really, really bad. Um, but I think the Giants have a little bit more talent. Saquon Barkley is like playing primetime Saquon Barkley like he wants like a multi-million dollar contract, which he's probably gonna get in the offseason. Um, and this is a game where he can capitalize on it. Uh, you know, I mean, the offensive line for the Bears is so bad. It, they're so bad, but Giants have the worst offensive line in football. <laughs> but it's, it's, These it's are horrible right. teams, JJ. Hold, hold, but wait, wait, wait just I, I would, but I would take in this game for me, if I were to bet it, I'm not going to bet it. But if I were to bet it, I would bet the money line on the Bears for the value standpoint.
0: Mm-hmm. That's what I, I'm thinking.
2: That's what I would do. And I I wouldn't take the points. i will just go money line just because I really feel like it's a coin flip. I feel like there's more of an advantage, though uh, for, for the giants. So to win this game, they're at home. I think there's a, there's a huge culture change going on right now within that organization. And, um, I feel like you're playing roulette, but the giants are playing roulette without green zero and double zero. So they have like that slight (laughs) edge. That's how I would like to put it. So, um, you know, I I think I I take the value on the bears, but you know, I I don't want to touch it. I I can't really agree with either uh, one of you guys.
0: I think that's more than fair. Basically, what I was going to do here is I was going to put like if I have a unit, put half on plus three, half on the money line, because that's where I feel like the value is like there's just no way in this spot that I would lay three thinking the Giants win by more than a field goal. I can't do it. I don't you care. You just it did is. it, though. I and think I, you're having I PTSD. like an idiot, they are terrible. They lost to Cooper Rush. I don't care that he's three and oh or whatever against the spread. That giant, that Cowboys team, they have no weapons. Dalton Schultz was out. This was an anemic team that went in and just made the Giants look silly. And I think the Giants' offensive line and I think so and PFF thinks that they're the worst offensive line in football. I think the Bears can bring enough of a pass rush to at least keep this close. And If you're going to give me the field goal, I think the Bears can win this. I don't see the Giants being 3 and 1. Are you kidding me? They're terrible. <laughs> well, can you see the the Bears being 3 and 1? I think it's agreed
1: upon. This is the worst 3 and 1 team yeah. in NFL history regardless of what happened. So maybe bet the tie cuz that seems like the only explanation Oof. as to how this The, the Bears happen.
2: got so lucky last week though too. The Texans should have won that game. They yeah. had every which reason to win that they had the ball last and all that and just that that turnover at the end i mean that's what killed them and um the bears the bears should be one and two right now i i think i think they're really really bad man they have no talent on offense but, i mean darnell mooney is their best wide receiver <laughs> i mean are you kidding done. me but you got I mean, the Monk giants don't either but
0: think about this guys isn't that line weird aren't yeah. the giants way better than the bears right no no
1: i think everyone knows the giants aren't good also
0: I, people are betting on the Giants. I don't know. I, I, think, I think this is that classic right in the middle spot for the Giants where they overlook the Bears and they win on a last-second field goal maybe by one, but I'm going to take the Bears' money line because – and this is one of those weeks, Jack. JJ, I have another pick coming up where I'm betting on bad football teams this week. It feels like the bad betting – bad teams are going to win this week. If I lose on this, never again never,
1: never again. again. I'm telling you. I'm never telling again. You.
0: I know it could bite me in the ass, but I'm going to try it this week. I'm going to put my life on the line. I'm going to bet on the under in Packers versus Patriots. It's going to suck and it's going to go under. I'm going to bet on the Bears plus three against the Giants and then the Bears going to win outright. And I'll get to my third one later. JJ. It's
2: supposed to be fun, Peter. all supposed to be fun. Yeah, I, I hate mean- it. But real quick, I mean, I think I think Vegas and the, the bookmakers for this game, you know, the guy, whoever was making the official line probably turned to his buddy. Hey, Steve, New York Giants, Chicago Bears, who do you got? What we should put on this line. And Steve probably said, who's at home? The Giants. I just give the Giants three points. That's where it's at. <laughs> I feel like that's where it was at. I, I, really, I, I don't. I, I and they don't... made a mistake. Should yeah. be a pick. <laughs> what's your second or what's your third pick? My third pick is actually the AFC West showdown. I'm going with the Oakland Oakland Las Vegas Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders minus two and a half against the Denver Broncos. Uh, They're due. I know Jack was all against Fade McDaniels. Um, they, They, you know, got crushed last week. They should have bounced back against the Titans last week. They didn't, do well and uh coming into this game 0 and three against a two and one team this is a game where they have to win i mean every game is a must win in the nfl right but their heels are against the wall they gotta do something in their division they gotta do some damage and you gotta do damage against a foe like the denver broncos who are sitting at two and one who are threatening you to to win their division so um i like the raiders here i think Derek Carr's gonna get it together there's been a lot of animosity towards him and uh Devontae adams who i love as a player prop i'll get onto that one later um uh, you know, I, I just think that they're going to figure out a way. I think Darren Waller's going to get involved a lot heavily this week because Denver does a terrible job against tight ends. Um, I think this is a good spot to take the Raiders at home to get their first win.
0: I could see that. My only issue is it just seems like the Raiders are so public. Doesn't it seem like everybody's piling on the Raiders thinking? I mean, I might be wrong. Let me just do a quick um, search right here. I'm just on Action Network scrolling to kind of just see to get a good base about where the money Sometimes is. Sometimes it
1: feels like the people you're talking to, you know, you you have to check the numbers because it's like, Oh, you talked to four people and they're all on the Raiders. And then it feels like the public play.
0: Exactly. So like right now, currently Raiders are getting about 72% of the money Oof. um, and 58% of the tickets. So there are still like a good amount of tickets on the Broncos, but the money isn't quite there. So it could be kind of that, sharp square divide where they're on either side and there's not really a a tell in this game but it's just hard to believe that the raiders will go on four but i saw this trend out there jj that even these 0 and four teams against the spread or 0 and three teams going into week four they just don't do well mm-hmm. um at least against the spread because they stink <laughs> they're just made that might just be bad football teams but on the same side like that disgusting commercial by Russell Wilson makes me never want to take him. But that is also, I feel like, a lot of what a lot of people are thinking here. I'm pretty in between on this game. I'm not going to touch it as well, just like you're not going to touch Bears Giants because you have a brain and you don't want to watch a shitty football game. Like, I feel like that I'm in the same boat for that uh, Broncos versus Raiders game. Jack, do you have a read on this game?
1: My only read would be I think it's a great situational spot for Las Vegas 0 3, home against the a- uh, against a divisional rival and then their favorites, right? The public, you would think, would lean Denver, but then the trolling of Russell Wilson has been so high that no one wants to be on Denver. If I had to pick it, I would take Denver. I just think their defense is like very real, and they could easily be three and zero right now, and this line would probably be in a very different direction. So i I would imagine that Russ and the Broncos might get it together, like. J.J.'s calling for some, you know, Derek Carr pro- positive regression, which I think is totally in order. There has to be a bigger jump that Russell like you're either out on Russ or there's going to be some improvement there. Uh, so that's why I lean Denver. But I, I would I would tail J.J. It would be one of those where I'll fade myself here and ride the Raiders.
0: The more I think about it, are there any good football teams?
1: No, that's a huge problem in the <laughs> NFL. There's like three
2: of them.
0: The parody. The parody. Are the Raiders
2: Raiders better than the Giants and and the Bears?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. They are. They are. are. Like, what would let's say Raiders Giants? Giants are at home. What's the spread?
2: Giants are home against the Raiders.
0: Giants are home. Yeah, just a hypothetical game. Giants are. I think Raiders Raiders
2: are minus three.
0: Hmm. So you think on a neutral field they're six points better than the Giants?
2: Yep. Yeah.
0: I don't even know. No, they are. <laughs> and that's also like a thing too, because like Giants bears, if the, like what JJ said at the home team's getting three points. So at an, on a neutral basis, the, it's, it's a pick them here. And I just don't give the Giants that home field advantage, but we'll start, stop talking about Giants bears because the game's <laughs> going to suck, but I, hopefully I win my bet. <laughs> um, And well, Jack could win his bet. I was on the Patriots last night. He was on the Ravens, honestly, regression of the mean I'm due for one Jack, but what's your third pick? <laughs>
1: I feel like a coward and a fraud for not taking the Ravens against the bills, another game that I think is kind of a total toss up and you could get a home team with the best quarterback in the world plus money. But I probably save that for some props. My pick is San Francisco minus two on Monday Night Football against the Rams. Don't love what I'm seeing out of the Rams. They're coming off a of Super Bowl Super Bowl hangover could be very real Stafford elbow like there's just acres hasn't looked good nothing they feel like they really lost Whitworth that that loss is being felt. Um Niners brutal primetime loss Jimmy G mouthing shit at his coach his coach not believing it like just so much mayhem but. Uh, Shanahan, really, really nice job against McVay historically, and I have McVay coming off a big win over Cliff Kingsbury, who he owns. So the little NFC West uh, love triangle. I just like the home team laying under a field goal against a vulnerable stop or spot for the Rams. So I'm I'm laying two with the Niners.
0: I think it's smart. I'm a Rams fan personally, and what I can tell you watching the Rams, especially the past couple of years, is it doesn't even matter who's on the 49ers. They just beat us. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. It could be Jimmy G. It could be Trey Lance. It could be Jimmy G's kid if he has one. Like, that. that's that's the situation right now that we're at with the 49ers and the Rams. So I think you're on the right side there. Um, my only concern is um, – no, I don't have a concern. I, I would just lean under. Um, I think both of these defenses are going to come to play, divisional matchup like you said. Um, that's where I would lean. And that's probably what I'm going to bet too, because, you know, everyone's going to need a Monday night pick and I'm gonna be like, well, I can't bet on the Rams because they're my team, but like, I'm not going to bet against them either. Cause I'm not a dick. I love my <laughs> team. I don't want them to lose. I'm not that guy who also like bets against his own team. I either bet on my side or don't touch it. And more often than not, I'm not betting on my side. So I would lean under that's probably going to be my play there. But again, I just need to do more research. I want to see how that line moves. JJ, what's your read on uh 49ers versus Rams?
2: It's a weird game, man. I feel like the NFC West, especially with the 49ers, Rams, and Cardinals last year or two, they always split. I, mm-hmm. I feel like they always split um, their games. And you saw it with San Fran last year, and you saw it with uh, Arizona too. Um, I think this is – I just – Jimmy G is just – I don't know, dude. He didn't look good against the Broncos. Yes. I just <laughs> – I. I don't know. Like, I mean – I go with a better core. I always look at the better quarterbacks and I don't care what the spread is. I know it looks like kind of like trappy, but I just, I, but San Francisco's defense is so good. I think this is their best defense that they've had in recent time. And, and if they can get after Matt Stafford and cause him to turn the ball over, which we're no, we, I know, you know, Pete, that he's very capable of turning the ball over. He's having those games. He did that. Against the bills. Yes. If they can do something like that against what the bills did to them. Uh, they could definitely win and get in some good situations on the, their side of the field and help out Jimmy G. Then yeah, they get the win, but, if Stafford plays a great game, there's no reason why the Rams shouldn't win this one.
0: I just feel like we're going to lose, and I don't want to <laughs> lose as a Rams fan. <laughs> like, but I, so that means it's probably the right side. I think, Jack, I think you're on the right side here. Um, it's a tough one. It's definitely a tough one. Um, so, where are we at on, on the circle right now? So, you're, you're up. You're I'm up. Best bet. <sighs> Guys. Very similar to Bears versus Giants. Um, I have two crap teams. One is just getting respect because they're at home and they don't deserve it. Taking the Jets. Hmm. Taking the Jets plus three and a half against the Steelers. Steelers suck. Under
1: the precedent of who is the starting
0: quarterback. Don't give a shit. Could be Flacco. Oh. Could be Zach Wilson. No, like I care. Zach Wilson I care. Is playing, by the way. Yeah. No, I was just, I is was going to get Like I assume Wilson is playing and like I think that that matters. Um, but I just, it's more of a fade on the Steelers than it is a tale of the jets. Like we know historically that Tomlin road dogs, he's awesome home favorites. Not so much TJ watt when he is not playing, they don't win football games. It's just a fact. I don't respect this offense as much. And I, the one thing that the jets can do a little bit is I kind of like their running backs. I kind of like Michael Carter. I kind of like Brees hall. I think that they can at least keep this game close. And if you're going to give me the hook on top of three – I think that's enough to play the Jets here. I'm more playing the number. It's more of a fade against the Steelers because I don't think that they deserve to be this level of a favorite, even at home, especially when Tomlin has not been historically good at home. This is another spot to me where I feel like the Steelers will overlook the Jets. The Jets are also built on making games uncomfortable, keeping it close. We've seen them not deserve to be close. And when we saw that late, game comeback for them against the Browns where the Browns are clearly better and the Browns are better than the Steelers I think that the Jets especially if you're giving me the three and a half it's a number play here I don't love it it's going to be disgusting but I think the Jets can keep it under a field goal and I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets win this game outright because the Steelers are also not a good football team Jack you you kind of grimaced when I said it doesn't matter between Zach Wilson and Joe Flacco and I understand that because it's like you you have to you have to focus in on that but in this spot, I feel like either it's just a fade on the Steelers rather than me really caring who plays quarterback, because I don't even think it's that big of a difference. Do you feel like it's a big difference with Zach Wilson playing? Do you think it makes the Jets worse? Like would you lean Steelers here?
1: I wouldn't lean anywhere. I, I lean Jets for the game, but another one of those teams that is really, really bad. Yes. Like there was there was preseason hype every year in New York, Giants and Jets. And at least the preseason hype with the Giants, I felt, was warranted. Like, I really liked the head coach. I thought that he had unlocked Josh Allen so you could see some positive play from Daniel Jones. I feel good about Saquon. I felt like their defense could put it together. Their offensive line is rating out well due to a lot of injuries and and such. But the Jets hype, I didn't get. They have the flash. Like, I think Garrett Wilson's a stud, Elijah Moore, Brees Hall, Michael Carr. They've got the weapons. I really am willing to call call the bluff that Zach Wilson is any good at all. And I think if, the, if the Jets <laughs> wanted to maximize their chances of winning Sunday, Joe Flacco against the Steelers in Heinz Field, this is like, this could be it. This could be the last game he ever starts in his career, but this is where I would use Flacco. Wilson coming off injury into a hostile environment, into a defense that is going to show him a million different looks. They're missing Watt. They could run the ball, but he could cost them the game. That's why I think it, don't get me, don't get it wrong. Like Flacco will throw the ball to the other team all the time. That is his favorite thing to do in Baltimore. But this is like a game that Joe Flacco can go and win and manage. And someone like Zach, just at this point, like, think about how he got hurt. Everyone was like, what are you doing? And it's just a rookie, young kid making a mistake. It's like, slide, run out of bounds. Why are you juking in the middle of a preseason game? I don't think he's very good. I think he could cost the Jets the game, whereas I think Flacco could successfully manage them to losing 10-7, to and you get your cover. So I think it matters who's playing quarterback, so I'd stay away from Wilson, but I do like the Jets as my side.
0: Because I'm thinking, too, especially 73%. Would you
1: go... What are you fading with the Steelers, I guess, is the question, right? Like, could you go their team total under? Could you take Jets' team total over? Could you take the game under? Like, is there a different way to navigate this? Because I'm with you. The Steelers aren't good, and they're getting home field respect. But similar to last week, we discussed, like, alternate ways of betting things, you know, I, th- I think is an approach to take.
0: No, and I agree. And almost the way I'm thinking about it is – this is one of those games where I'm unsure any other angle besides a a three-and-a-half, really, because I don't know what version of the Steelers is really going to show up, but I'm willing to bet that a bad version of them does. So I think an under-team total for the Steelers is very good. Also, you know, this is, again, a number play, and we'll see if it works, but currently 73% is on the Steelers, and the line is bouncing around between three-and-a-half and and three. That is a number play to me. Would you take three? I would take three. Like, I think this is a three-point game either way. So if you're going to give me the half, which is widely available, and that's what I already locked in, I'm comfortable doing that when I don't view the Steelers as really that much of a better team than the Jets, at least at this current juncture, and the history of the Jets keeping it close, and Tomlin not being good historically as a home favorite. JJ, what's your read on this horrific game?
2: uh i don't know man i don't think i can not i don't think i could take zach wilson yeah i don't think i could take zach, wilson. Dude, take zach wilson, even man. jack left I, the video I wish, you but like the best of, I, I wish you nothing but the best of luck man but uh i think nika fitzpatrick is gonna pick off zach wilson at least once and I, sure. I think that's a bet that i'm gonna turn to in that game and that was a bet that i was actually gonna be looking at i'm not sure what it's gonna be at. i don't think the player prop came out yet for an interception but i like Mika to pick him off, or at least Zach to throw an interception. I think that's a good same gay parlay piece, or just a parlay piece, player prop parlay piece in general. Um, you're betting on Zach Wilson at the end of the day. And what did he do last year to really impress you to bet on him against a defense like the Steelers? Because the Steelers defense is really good. So that being said, I mean, I, I don't think I can do it.
0: Here's my thing I don't think the Steelers defense is that good. I think it's one of the more overrated defenses in football, especially without TJ Watt. Like with TJ Watt, he is a he is a dominating presence that can win football games on his own. Without him, they have Minka. No other names really shout out of me. And the Jets defense has at least been better, not great, but better. And I think they have an underrated defense. Steelers got an overrated defense. Everyone's on the Steelers when I just don't think that they deserve it. So again, number play. Am I throwing the house on the Jets? Of course not. Is it one of my favorite plays, though? It is, when I, especially when I look at this slate. I want to play the numbers here, and in my opinion, the numbers say Jets. Let's talk props. I'll start with you, JJ. What is your favorite prop? Remember to use code JustBaseball or code just on when you play these props on prize picks, and then you get a full instant deposit match up to $100. JJ, give us your prop.
2: I want to go back to the Raiders game. I like Devontae Adams. Um again people are really thinking, where has he been? Uh two games before, I think he's only caught like one ball or two balls when his grandparents were there for the first time. One was for touchdown, but I mean he wasn't really involved much in the offense. You saw in the first game what he was capable of doing. Um, you know, but you know, since then he's really fell off. Last week he didn't do much. Mike Collins was the number one guy. Uh, I think in this kind of a game, and when your heels are against the wall, you gotta use your best players. And Darren Waller, Devontae Adams. I see big games from both of these guys. So Uh, I like Devontae Adams over, you know, receptions. I like him to score a touchdown. I like his over yards. I like everything over about Devontae this week.
0: I could get behind that for sure. He's kind of due, right, Jack? (laughs)
1: <laughs>
2: he's always doing he's the best receiver all right actually
1: he's not the best receiver Cooper cup is the best receiver in football and it. you can it can be Justin Jefferson week one it could be Devontae, week two it could be Tyree kill week three it could be T Higgins week four Jamar Chase five but Cooper cup is the best receiver in football I just got to get that off my chest but Devonte Adams,
2: we can have an argument about that I don't think he is that-
1: it's great. Like Jefferson, he hasn't had sub 40 receiving yards in 18 consecutive weeks. And Jefferson, Chase, uh, multiple Adam, multiple of those guys just did that. I just, I think, I think he's the best, maybe most consistent is the right terminology. And those guys are so close. It's like, who's the best running back in football, right? Like it was Taylor last year. It could be Saquon this year. Khalil could Herbert, he, I think right Khalil Herbert next week they're all very close because there's not a huge gap but anyways that's not the point the point is my best player prop is Jonathan Taylor To I don't know what is anytime touchdown I'm sure it's still pretty juiced, so I doubt they have it as a prop but his fantasy points feel strong remember Colts versus Titans week number four 400 points are going to be scored for no apparent reason and taylor's the one like a lot of people think about fantasy and props mccaffrey hasn't looked good henry hasn't looked good taylor's usage is still off the charts and i think that's that's a great sign for him to get in the end zone this week i think he got stuff near the goal line maybe a couple times last week so i like jt over fantasy points probably over rushing yards as well depending on what that if it's if it's sub 100 I feel good about that. And it should be. It should be.
0: I'm going to stick with the running back side. I like both of those plays. Um, Damian Pierce, I'm becoming more and more of a fan of. Um, I'm going to take his over 11 fantasy points. First, just the matchup-based. Chargers defense, bit banged up, and they've already allowed the fifth most fantasy points two running backs. We've seen the trust develop in a guy like Damian Pierce. His, his snap count is, is the share of the football is just increasing week over week over week. We've seen him be more involved in the passing game and on prize picks. It's a PPR format. Like we saw one catch. Then we saw one catch. Then we saw two catches and we keep seeing more targets week over week, as well as the rush attempts go up week over week. And using those attempts, he has been getting better and better and better Damian Pierce was kind of the fantasy darling in drafts. And then he kind of had a first couple of tough weeks, but he is still a really young running back. I think what Texas has to do, um, to, or Texas, Houston has to do to stay within this football game is run the football against the chargers, keep the chargers off the field I think Damian Pierce has a very good shot at scoring, but I really like his rushing yards prop. I think he goes over that, but I really do think he's going to get in the end zone. I think he's going to be involved in the passing game too. So I kind of want to take everything Damian Pierce and go over 11 fantasy points for the young running back with the Houston Texans. What do you guys think about that one? JJ, we'll start with you.
2: Uh, You know, I mean, you saw his workload increase quite a bit. I'm a Damian Pierce fantasy owner in my big money league. Uh, I almost shat myself when I saw him only get eight carries and get out-carried by Rex Burkhead week one. But then you saw him week two get that 20 carries, get in the end zone, see what he's capable of doing and why he was actually named the running back one for the Texans. Um, I think it's good. I think it's a great value. Right now, I think the books don't really know what to put him at. And I think this is a good number. If you can get him in the end zone, if you can get him on the goal line, they're going to give him the ball. They're going to punch it in. So if you can get that touchdown, I think you're guaranteed 50 yards. Um, I think it all comes down to – him scoring so you got to hope that davis mills can move the ball get him down into the red zone and eventually give him the ball to score and i i think you get there
0: and i think too if if you are not confident in him scoring you, the listener who I'm speaking to, if you if you don't like him to score, I totally understand that. I would take his rushing yards prop, or maybe his attempts. Like he's at 15 attempts. He's at around 59 and a half rushing yards. I think he goes over everything. I just think he has a really good day. And I see him also being a receiving back. I know that Rex Burkhead gets a lot of those catches too. But the more and more I see out of Damian Pierce, the more I like him in all facets of the game. So I'm going to take his over 11 fantasy score. Because even if he doesn't score... I could see two or three catches. I could see 80 rushing yards. And I think that'll be enough to get him over the hump, even if he doesn't score. And him scoring is just a cherry on top of the Sunday. That was kind of a weird thing to say, but I like it. I'm hungry. it. It felt good coming out of my mouth. Uh, JJ, what's your what's your second
2: favorite prop? Uh, I mean, shoot. I got to think of this one too. I, I mean, I really only like Devontae Adams, but I mean, if I, if I had to look at another one, you know, I would probably look at, um, this is tough. I think Juju needs to get some receptions. I think he needs to get something going. Um, Pat Mahomes last week, they didn't have a good outing. Their offense can get rolling. They need to go back to week one where they actually dominated the Cardinals. And Juju was involved quite a bit. I think that he'll figure out a way to get more involved in the offense. Any reason to find a way to get him involved against his bucks team. And, um, I don't really trust the bucks this week as much as people do. And, um, I'm a big Tom Brady guy. I love Tom. I hate betting against him. Patrick Mahomes is pretty damn special, and I, I think he's gonna find a way to get Juju the ball. So uh I, I like his over receptions. I think it's probably at three and a half, four and a half, but give me that over.
0: I could definitely get behind that. It just seems like one of these weeks Juju is gonna come off. I and my only my only concern here is that the Bucks defense is very, very good, you know, in all facets. Um I kind of lean the under this game. It's also a tough one because of course, with Hurricane Ian, um, hope all of you are doing okay down there, whoever is is living in that Florida area. Um, but I'm not sure if they're going to move the game. You know, I was actually leaning bucks, to be honest, with the amount of tickets that are on the Chiefs and that line moving in that direction. Again, it's more of a number play rather than an X's and O's. It's kind of the theme of this week for me. Let's see how it goes. Um, but again, I'm not sold on anything yet, especially I just want to see the weather um jack do you have another one because i know i definitely have one more
1: yeah my other favorite play would be lamar over one and a half passing touchdowns last year 3 years ago historically i think he threw two touchdown passes in only a few games per season maybe six out of the 17 or six out of the 16 but all three games this season he's thrown three touchdown passes bills secondary is banged up Dobbins is back but didn't have a ton of carries so the run game hasn't been strong and Lamar's ran a touchdown in the last two weeks and he's still thrown three plus touchdowns so. I really think this is going to be a super high scoring game, the only kind of question mark will be how can the uh, Ravens line deal with a strong pass rush of the bills but Miami doesn't have a strong line either and they did fairly well last week they only had 35 snaps and managed to score three touchdowns so I think over one and a half is a soft line here he's the hottest player on the planet right now and to to beat the bills you're gonna have to score 30 points normally and I think he'll do it that way
0: I like it I think it's very very solid I mean you're taking Lamar Jackson over touchdowns more often than not it's gonna hit I think you're on the right track there my my last and and really one of my favorite favorite props is Kareem Hunt over total yards um, in that Falcons-Browns game. That's kind of why I was agreeing with you that I I like the Browns in this matchup just because the Falcons have not been very good at stopping the run um, they've been bottom five against the run this season, and I don't think that they're going to have necessarily a great day against this Browns rushing attack. And I think that will start with Kareem Hunt through the air, especially because Atlanta has not been good against pass catching. And we've seen not a exact like 50-50 split, but Kareem Hunt is getting plenty of work in that backfield. And especially he's been very good too. And I don't think especially – Um, You know, they've been using Nick Chubb a lot, but Kareem Hunt has been getting plenty of work and he looks great, like I said. So I'm going to take his over total yards because I just want everything that Kareem Hunt is going to give me, but not similarly to Damian Pierce. I don't know if Kareem Hunt scores. But I do think that he'll go over both his receiving and his rushing. So I'm going to pair those together and take that over right do you now.
1: They have the, their two numbers. Yes. I, the, the one thing, as I, I have some Kareem Hunt in fantasy, and it's been a weird trend. And I could be completely off base. This is more of an eye test thing. Feels like Hunt's receiving game is actually down a little. And he's like kind of crushing the run game a little bit more. Like back in the day, he was four, six, eight catches a game. So I'm curious what those current splits are. What's the total you have?
0: So right now it's 65 and a half for everything. And so it's around, it's around 50 it's around 49 and a half for rushing which he continues to go over and then receiving it's around 16 and a half so it is lower and I agree with you he hasn't been as involved in the past game but I feel like in this matchup specifically with Atlanta not being strong against pass catching running backs that they will use him. my only issue is because to your point you're right it's because Jacoby Brissett is not used to just dunking the ball down and that's another thing that's why a lot of it has has gone a little bit away but at at sooner or later they have to start using Kareem Hunt more in the passing game. And I think this is the matchup where they do so. But to your point, I'm kind of hedging it with rushing. If he can just break this rushing, then great. And he might go under his receiving. So I'm just going to kind of take them both together and expect Kareem Hunt to have a good game against a bad Falcons defense against the run. Does that upset
1: you, JJ, that we're making fun of
2: No, not him? at
0: all. Not <laughs> at no, all. but I also, JJ, like I, I'm not on the Browns. <laughs> like
2: I'm, uh, I'm, one of, I'm one of those I, guys that i feel better about my play when there's a lot of guys that are on the other side fair. that's
0: I don't fair that, hey, that is very fair one more prop that i just want to throw at you guys i'm not totally locked in on it yet but i think cam Akers goes under his rushing yards they don't play him uh the 49ers have a phenomenal run defense i want to do a little bit more research that's what i'll, I'll give you guys on sunday all the listeners but right now I am leaning cam Akers under rushing yards. they're just using Daryl Henderson more. And you know, if they're, if they're in the lead, like if, if the Rams are winning this football game, they want to hold that lead and they want to use Daryl Henderson. But on the same side, if they're behind, they don't want to fumble. Like they just don't want to use cam Akers at this current point. So I want to take his under rushing. yards. just too high. It's at 42 and a half. That's too much for me. Um, but not totally sold on it yet. Want to see more. No, um, I
2: actually like that play dude. Cause one, uh, Cam Akers, the reason why he didn't get a start against the Bills was because he can't pass block. So now he's got to go against this front from the 49ers, who is probably one of the best fronts in the league. You got to expect him to pass block. You got to take on Bosa. You got to take on all these other guys. And uh, I just don't think the Rams want to put him in there for that. You know, So I think Daryl Henderson's going to get a majority of the carries for this this week against the 49ers.
0: Just hate fading my Rams, but if I'm gonna fade them and I think the 49ers are gonna win, I might as well take a running back that I just have no confidence in this year. And I like Daryl Henderson, he's been better than Cam Akers. I was a big fan of Cam going into the season, but I like I, I think, think JJ Acres that point better,
2: I think Cam Akers is a better runner, but I just I just think that Daryl Henderson is just a better pass blocker and you need that and to play every down in the NFL. I mean, you can't you can't throw in Cam Akers if you need a pass blocker. I think you're totally right on.
0: So that'll do it for this episode of not gambling advice. Gentlemen, we're going to win. One of us is going to win because we're on opposite sides of each other. Um Jack, I know that you're on Giants money line. Are you are you definitely playing that 3 or are you pairing more Giants money line with the Chargers? Just the
1: Chargers. Okay. And and I like Chargers -5 too if if you guys listening don't want to be don't want to get me and Peter in a little tiff JJ and I we're already we're already on opposite sides we hate each other like Sunday <laughs> in Atlanta but Peter and I we can be friendly yeah I I would not play I wouldn't lay the three I say that now obviously Sunday like I said 19 units on minus three who knows but I I would pair it in a parlay with with the Chargers
0: JJ I think I saw I think it was you who tweeted this out and I just died laughing it was like I don't really like the slate on a Wednesday, but then you get to Friday and you're like, oh, I like a couple props, and then Saturday, then you're like, you know what? Maybe a couple sides, and then you have 20 units pending yeah, on exactly. Saturday morning. Of course.
2: Happens all the time. Happens all the time.
0: <laughs> that may happen with Jack, and it might happen with me. I, I might be adding some more, but definitely stay tuned. Thank you guys again, Jack, JJ, JJ. Let us know where the people can find you. Then one with Jack, and then we'll say goodbye.
2: At taking the points, uh, TikTok, Twitter, I'm everywhere. Um, sorry but I am, but uh, yeah. Maybe, the maybe we should remember. start
1: some public uh, animosity between our accounts, just just for, you know, like Jake Paul does before any boxing match on our Falcons Brown side.
0: I like it. Look at this clown on a freaking brown. <laughs> <You're> an
1: idiot.
0: <laughs> my, my worry is that some of my games that I pick, like Giants, Bears, Jets, Steelers, they might just get canceled because they <laughs> suck. Like they, I, my, my bets might get voided because they're just like, you know what, we're just not going to play this game.
1: Yeah, if if this was betting advice or gambling advice, you could was. have people coming at your throat for picking the Jets, the Bears, the Patriots without Mac. Jo- I mean,
0: oof. I no, I'm taking the under of that you game. Pick
2: the three worst games on the board.
0: Exactly. <laughs> he did. He did. Exactly. I want I want the under in Patriots versus Packers. I want the Bears plus three, and I want the Jets plus three and a half. I'm either going three and 0 or 0 and three. I'm going for glory here, gentlemen. Yeah. Jack, let us know where the people can find you
1: at jack settlement and you can find me at taking the points because i'll be all over jj's page just duetting stitching and cursing at him
0: oh that's gonna be great, gonna be great. love it guys thank you so much for joining and you guys know the rules if you win you're back on next week jack coming off a three and oh one of you guys is gonna be good because you're tie on breaker. opposite sides it's gonna be the tiebreaker i tell you what we have we just all have to remember that none of this was gambling us. that's right